There's been a tremendous amount of activity over the last 24 hours, not only in my beloved Indiana, but across the country, the shooting as we're talking about. In Texas, you've got primaries uh, across the country where Donald Trump endorsed candidates did well and did not do well. And is any of this actually about uh, uh, Donald Trump? Uh, but it, but in, in, in my state, there was an override of a veto. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. It was House Bill 1041, and this was about transgender students in sports and saying that boys who say they're girls cannot play in girls' organized sports. The ACLU, uh, they're suing. Uh, This was uh, the governor, Eric Holcomb, saying there's no real problem here, which is a very weird take to have. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now uh, from the Indiana 3rd District. That's the Fort Wayne area uh, of Indiana. I do want to get... Uh, your thoughts uh, on Texas. But I want to start with this override because this conversation has been a national uh, conversation. We've seen overrides take place in Utah from Governor Spencer Cox. He was overridden. Other states engaging this kind of legislation. Your take on what Indiana did. You served in the General Assembly. Your take on this override. Well, the the legislature did the right thing. They voted to override the veto. But Tony, Hoosiers are overwhelmingly on the side, according to recent public polling, of of uh, keeping sports in our state, girls competing in girls' sports and boys competing in boys' sports. Biological boys have an unfair advantage over girls in, in, uh, in athletic competition. So I, I don't buy this argument that it, uh, it doesn't happen here. It doesn't happen in Indiana. There, ha- there have been cases in Indiana. So in the IHSAA hasn't done enough to... To stop it. So the legislature passed the same law that I think 17 other states have also passed. Uh, our Attorney General Todd Rakita pledges to defend it uh, when the ACLU uh, goes after it and tries to get it struck down. He says he's going to defend it. And I believe he's got a good case to, to, to defend it and make it the law of the land in Indiana. At the end of the day, this is an important statement to who's your girls, who's your women that we value women in Indiana. We value you for being a woman. And it's it's not fair that a boy would be allowed to compete against you. We see this happening all over the country. Also, Tony, keep in mind that they stripped and weakened this bill in the legislature. Uh, so it only applies to K through 12 competition. It doesn't apply to collegiate level competition. I, I assume that was to appease the NCAA, which as we all know is headquartered in Indianapolis, I think that's a shame. With the Leah Thomas case and NCAA swimming, we're seeing more and more examples of this. They they could have gone further. They didn't go far enough. But what they did, what the law, the law that they did pass, is a, is a good start, and it does protect our women and girls in in K through 12 competition in the state. And I applaud the legislature for going back and overriding the veto yesterday. So, how do you respond uh, to uh, the ACLU? When they make the statement, this is just kids who who want uh, to play, and 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 to say no uh, to that uh, is bigotry. How do you engage that conversation? Well, it's it's outrageous, and 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 if that if that's their argument, their argument is is devaluing the role of my three young daughters in our state and in our society, and telling them that they don't matter. Uh, that it's that and and some and some. Uh, uh, make-believe world that these uh, left-wing activists live in and these radical gender theory uh, activists live in, that the Democrats live in, 
that uh, that it in, in their in their minds and their belief that it's fair for for boys to uh, biological boys to compete against girls. It's just it's absurd. And Hoosiers aren't buying it. Sixty five percent of Hoosiers say they strongly support this law and they support overriding this veto. And and I stand with with that large uh, uh, group of of uh, Hoosiers who believe strongly in, in, in this law and a lot and a lot of other efforts to push back against this radical left wing ideology that's being uh, pushed in our schools and our institutions. Um, it's the right thing to do. And, and in Indiana, they made a powerful statement yesterday uh, when they overrode the veto. Well, Congressman, it got personal uh, and it got personal to you. You had tweeted out uh, at Rep Jim Banks is where you are on Twitter uh, as a girl dad. I'm thankful the Indiana legislature is meeting today to override Governor Holcomb's veto of House Bill 1041. Republicans must fight to save girls' sports. In response, the spokesperson for the Indiana Democratic Party, Drew Anderson, tweeted out, Does this mean girl dad, Representative Jim Banks, you, sir, will also force his daughter to have her rapist baby? What about forcing her to die if she was experiencing complications with her pregnancy? Tell us, Jim. Uh, I don't know if you responded to that tweet or or, or not. I, I'm pretty sure uh, that you indeed did see uh, that tweet. Do you have a response to that kind of commentary? Yeah, I've I've never met Drew Anderson, a, a spokesperson for the Indiana Democrat Party, works for the Indiana Democrat Party. This is what I've come to expect, though, from them. Uh, this uh, type of disgusting. Rhetoric, by the way, Tony, if I said something, if I tweeted something like that at a Democrat, uh, every uh, reporter with the Indianapolis Star and Wish TV and, and all, of the, all of the media, the Fort Wayne Journal Gazette, they would come after me if I said something disgusting like that to, to a Democrat. But I, I'll, I'll bet you all of those reporters and all those, those uh, media outlets in Indiana will, will remain completely silent on this note. So it's, it's uh, sickos like Drew Anderson who say things like that, that, that uh, just goes to show how, um, how, how disgusting, how, how radical, how out of touch the Indiana Democrat Party is. So I don't know if Mike uh, Schmoll, the, the, the chairman of the Indiana Democrat Party, has seen this, but um, I, 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 if he does see it and, and he's a better person, then he'll go to Drew Anderson and tell him to apologize I don't. I'll, I'm not going to hold my breath that that will happen. But uh, to to bring my to draw my young daughters into that conversation and, and suggest uh, such a disgusting thought uh, as Drew Anderson has just goes to show you what the Indiana Democrat Party has become. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana Third District, the chair of the Republican Study Committee. Uh, before I get to the Texas uh, shooting. President Biden coming back uh, from this uh, trip uh, to Asia and once again uh, avoiding the idea of strategic ambiguity when it comes to Taiwan, saying we absolutely will defend Taiwan, maybe we won't defend Taiwan, what is a Taiwan, I never heard of a Taiwan, as he's trying to walk this back and his staff is walking this back. What should be the U.S. policy towards Taiwan and does President Biden have one in your view? Well, his uh, flip-flopping uh, back and forth uh, in recent days on Taiwan uh, apparently is his policy. He's been completely silent about Taiwan for the past uh, six months or so, not saying anything about Taiwan. Our policy should be that we will do anything and everything that we can to support Taiwan from an inv- to deter an invasion uh, from China. And, and we know that this administration failed 
uh, in their explicit goal to deter Russia from invading Ukraine. And uh, that should worry every Amer- every single American because the consequences are so much larger and greater if China invades Taiwan. That does trigger a World War III type scenario that we should do everything that we can to avoid. And we avoid it by providing you know, the, the, the porcupine strategy. Give Taiwan every weapon, everything that they need uh, to fight back as a deterrent. Uh, to 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 China. So this uh, this administration that we we have the weakest commander in chief we've ever had sitting in the White House. And if you're China, just like if you're Russia, other adversaries, you're attracted uh, to these moments because you know the the response from the White House would be different than what it was just a couple of years ago when we had a strong leader who deterred these adversaries. Now we have a, a very weak leader who invites these adversaries to act, and that that's uh, that's that that's what keeps me awake. At night, more than anything else, is uh, this thought of China uh, moving closer. And if you're them, you, you see this weak moment uh, that we're in. And, and uh, that, that's why I believe that an invasion is unfortunately imminent unless we can do more to equip Taiwan with everything they can, they, they, everything they need to deter it. Sir, I've only got a couple minutes before I let you go. Uh, we have 19 children dead. Uh, an elementary school age children uh, that connects with those of us who are parents and those of us who are not parents. I would never leave them out of the conversation. Uh, We have an 18-year-old who bought two uh, rifles legally. The question for you, sir, is if you're speaking to your constituents of the Indiana 3rd, how do you engage right now a defense of the Second Amendment when they say, we have to do something? You hear President Biden, we have to do something. Uh, you saw Senator uh, Smith of, of Connecticut screaming and yelling on, on the Senate uh, floor. Uh, my gosh, culturally, we have to do something. How do you address this with your constituents regarding these shootings? Well, for, first and foremost, this is this is heartbreaking uh, for me as a, as a dad of of 12, uh, 10, and 9-year-old uh, girls. I mean, I, I, I'm absolutely uh, praying for these families that are affected, the community there. I've, I've reached out to my friend Tony Gonzalez, who's the representative of that, that community, to uh, lend my support and let me know that we're praying for him. But we can, we can protect our gun rights, and we can secure our schools. And that, that's, where the, that's where the conversation needs to begin. The left will always politicize moments like these to advance their radical gun control agenda. What they won't do, and what I call on Democrats to do, is put a bill on the floor to give more federal funding to the states to help uh, school districts around the country do what a lot of school districts in Indiana are doing already. I, 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 the Portland, uh, Indiana, Jay County School District, I was on, I've been in touch with the superintendent, Jeremy Goley, yesterday and today about what they're doing, uh, equipping. Um, uh, teachers with training, with uh, having even having uh, guns secured in the school for situa- emergencies like these that can be accessed by those who are trained to use them. More more security guards in the schools and in, in, in the Jay County schools, they use biometrics and and other tools, single points of entry. There's more that we can do if we can. By the way, if we can send forty billion dollars to help Ukraine, and by the way, we have billions of dollars left over in unspent COVID relief money. We have the resources in this country to do more to secure our schools. We can do that, but we've got to, we've got to move away from the politicization uh, of the left and, their, and, and of them always immediately going down a path toward gun control to get 
to to real solutions that can work. And I, I know that at the state level, we have leaders who have been who have been thinking about this and talking about this, and even for years passing efforts to support our schools. I, I think there's more that we can do from the federal, state, and local levels to provide the type of support that we need. Congressman uh, Jim Banks, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us, Indiana 3rd District. I appreciate you answering the questions. We're going to talk more uh, in, in the days and weeks ahead. There's going to be conversations about arming schools. That conversation's going to happen. I don't think that's a bad conversation. It's, of course, a question of how and who. We'll have those talks here. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.